the Commander's Declassified Podcast. If you have made it this far, subscribe. Spit knowledge tonight. Giving out a good Twitter handle. The Commander's Declassified Podcast. We've got a we've got a big show. Just want to see a good game played by our guys. You know, the win and uh, Commanders will win two hundred and sixty-four to nothing. The Commanders Declassified Podcast. Welcome back to the Commanders Declassified Podcast. We are the home for your six and five beautiful Washington Commanders who are getting set to take on the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, before we dive deep into that episode, let's say what's up to the crew. Eric, how's it hanging? Man, we over 500 this late in the season. When's the last time that happened? Been a minute. Been a that minute. puts me in a good mood. I like it. I'm always glad when you're in a good mood. And uh, Brian, how are you? I am doing excellent. Over 500, and we've got another opponent coming this weekend. I can't wait. That is correct. And if you hear that music, then you know it is a special oh. episode tonight because we got a new DraftKings uh what do we want to call these? Just uh, Eric's got a new ad read for DraftKings because they are a great sponsor, right, awesome. fellas? That is correct. Are we going indie coffee house music? Is that is that what that was? Yeah, I, I, I was All trying right. to get it started. And yeah, let's, I let's do that. Well, let's you're go. right. It, it it is a big day because tomorrow it goes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Lisa Loeb should be reading this, not me. All right, DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is coming very soon, as in like tomorrow to Maryland, but you don't have to wait to get on on the action. Right now, new customers can sign up with the promo code CDP11 and receive $200 in free bets on launch day after registering. Now we're going acapella. Plus five lucky customers win $100,000 bet on launch day. It won't be long until you can get same game, same game parlays, money lines, props, spreads, and more right in Maryland. I would say right here, but I'm in Virginia, right over there by Brian in Maryland. That's it. DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with CDP11. Receive $200 in free bets on launch day after registering. Plus, we're giving five customers a $100,000 free bet. You heard it here first on launch day. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook with code CDP11. See the show notes for details. That is your read for today. Ooh, excellent. Justice. They, they I had to switch my flow halfway through because the yeah. music stopped. I don't yeah, know. I don't uh, know. Our, our soundboard engineer failed us this evening. What and, kind of uh, instrument? I thought it was a guitar. Was that like a lute? Like I what was that? It was, like like a a was it a harpsichord? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like lurch from a. Uh, uh, family playing harpsichord in the background. This is uh, John Tesh's greatest hits. All right, so okay, Yanni, good stuff. Live at the Acropolis. Good to have everybody back in the studio together again. Brian, how was your trip to Quebec? Uh, a little cold, but it was awesome to uh, to see that uh, the Commanders did very well. And uh, we're six and five now, so I, I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel like everything is possible right now. I love it. Nothing is impossible per Kevin Garnett. Um, uh, yeah, I got my uh, commander's hat. It's a, the gigantic oversized commander's W hat because that was a big win on Sunday. See what I did there, folks. 
And uh, you know what? To our radio audience, we want to tell you that we appreciate you. And, Absolutely. Uh, keep spreading the word to your friends, all our folks on YouTube, any other platform that you consume. This podcast, we appreciate you. And make sure that you subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe as well. Now, let's get down to business. And our business is the NFL football team that we like to call the Washington Commanders. They are facing the Falcons. Eric, what do we know about the Falcons? Well, they are based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and uh, Deion Sanders used to play there. And uh, Jerry Glanville. Now, the Falcons uh, coming in, I believe, at, what, four and six? So just behind us in the standings. They actually have an offense that can put some points on the board. Um They've had a couple of stinkers uh, this year, but for the most part, they're scoring 25, 26, 27 points a game. So they're no slouch on offense. They run the ball like crazy. They're like another uh, iteration of the Tennessee Titans, uh, but they are more run heavy. Um, and uh, I believe they actually rush for more yards per game than they pass in passing yards. Um, they have a very uh, mobile quarterback, not so accurate in uh, Marcus Mariota. And uh, they've got a defense that is not very good, probably a little better than the one we faced last week and only put 16 points on. So um, no slouch, definitely not a game you can look past. Yeah, and uh, the Falcons are 5-6, and six, not 4-6. Oh, 5-6. They, they won last week. It was a very good game, but they won. Uh, they are absolutely dependent on Marcus Mariota yeah, for are. their offense. And we will jump into statistics and a lot of other things later, but just know he's the guy they got to stop. One quick note about players, Kyle Pitts, their stellar yet inconsistent tight end, will not play against the Commanders. He has a torn MCL, so he's going to be out for quite a while. Uh, he was one of their top, I think it was like the fourth overall draft pick last year. Uh, somewhere in that range. I forget what the exact number was. But this guy is uh, a generational talent although he doesn't always get generational generational production. Uh, so we don't have to worry about him. He would have been a problem, but he is a problem no more. Uh, they have Drake London, their rookie receiver. He got out to an incredibly hot start. This kid was on fire. He has been very cool as of late. I do expect him to pick it up a little bit with Kyle Pitts being out, but uh, – Overall, their offense to me is uh, pretty one-dimensional. Brian, uh, what do you see when you look at this com this uh, Commanders Falcons matchup? Uh, I see a team that is uh, middle of the road at best. I mean, they are led by Mariota, who is a failed first-round draft pick. Um, he's a backup-level uh, quarterback who is uh, starting right now. Very, very similar to what we have. Right, we've got a backup-level quarterback who is starting. Um, Mariota has, you know, the, the skill set, but he struggles to throw the football down the field consistently. Um, he's athletic. He can run. He can get out of the pocket. But when he does, he tends to make mistakes. You would think he's a better thrower uh, on the run than he actually is. Uh, that leads to more mistakes from him um, uh, as well and bad decisions. So uh, the the Falcons uh, are a team that uh, they will fight you. They'll they'll be competitive, but ultimately they just don't have enough to probably get where they want to go, which is playoffs and have a big season. They probably are a couple players away and or quarterback away from really kind of making noise uh, in the NFL. They have some nice pieces overall. 
but um, they are a beatable team. And uh, with the way the commanders are playing right now, they have an opportunity to kind of, um, you know, take this record and expand on it and move uh, more than just one game above 500, which has been a struggle for us. Uh, we may get one game above 500 and then, uh, you know, trying to move up, but uh, beyond that becomes difficult for us. So this is a this is a big game for us to uh, to kind of show how good we actually are. Um, so uh, the very very beatable team here with this Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, there, there's two really important notes about this game. Number one is playoff positioning, playoff seating. This game matters a lot because this is a team that is in the hunt for that wild card spot that we are in the hunt for. You don't want to give up a tiebreaker to a team like this uh, that you could and have the ability to beat. The other thing is the Falcons are in a battle for their division with the Buccaneers. Um, you don't know how that's going to turn out. I would assume that the Buccaneers figure it out and win a division. Um, if they don't, then that, that gets really interesting with playoff scenarios where would you rather have the Falcons win the division and that makes it more likely that you'd play them in the playoffs if we were the wild card, or would you rather have the Buccaneers be the team that you're fighting for to make the wild card with? And uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so there's some really interesting scenarios that come out of this that are going to matter later in the season, but none of that matters if you don't start with beating the team in front of you. That's now, right. Brian, defensively, um, Tell me about like the Falcons and, and how you think that uh, they'll try to stop Taylor Heineke in our rushing attack. Yeah, so the Falcons, uh, you know, they've been very up and down on defense. Uh, they got some players, but uh, they've got a lot of uh, younger guys. They've got some guys who are just middle of the road starters. So uh, they kind of run a 3-4 defense, um, a name that should be familiar to everybody. Defensive lineman Grady Jarrett is still there. Um, he's nowhere near as good as he was a few years ago, uh, but he can cause problems. So he's uh, somebody we're going to have to pay attention to, especially with our interior offensive line which has struggled uh in the past couple of games they've uh, they've done fairly well with uh with our commitment to running the ball so we do need to keep an eye on him uh they're two outside linebackers i can't pronounce their name uh uh with one of them but uh, the other one's lorenzo carter longtime uh nfl linebacker uh those guys will be trying to get after the quarterback and rush the passer uh, and they'll move them around from left to uh, to right to kind of get the best matchup uh, with them. Um, the linebackers, they've got uh, Rashawn Evans. He's a solid linebacker. Uh, he's somebody who can make plays in the run game uh, and can go sideline to sideline. Uh, Secondary-wise, uh, they're pretty young. They've got A.J. Uh, Terrell, who's a uh, solid corner. Uh, another young safety, uh, Richie Grant. He's somebody who I wanted us to draft a couple of years ago. He's a really good uh, young free safety um, he's somebody that, uh, you know, if we are taking a deep shot, uh, we should be uh, keeping an eye on him where he's lining up um, when we do take kind of those deep shots, uh, you know, to Terry. Um, uh, but overall, their defense, uh, we can move the football on them. Uh, we can run on them and we can throw on them. Uh, and uh, I think this is going to be a game um, like last year. You know, Heineke had success against this team. Heineke threw a couple of touchdowns on this team. And uh, I think we can do it again uh, this year. They're not vastly improved or anything like that. Like I said, middle of the road. Uh, and this is something that we can take advantage of. And, uh, you know, we didn't want to, we didn't score the points that we thought we could have against the Houston Texans. But I think we can do that with this uh, Atlanta Falcons group. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of their defense, the, they're allowing teams to convert on about 47.5% of their third downs. And then when you get to fourth down, teams are converting about 46%. That's critical because this offense, the ground and pound offense, generally ends up in a third and short, right? And so they're giving up a pretty good, a pretty healthy third down conversion, uh, which helps us keep the drive alive. They're giving up about 4.4 yards of rush. That is awesome for what our strategy should be coming into the week. Um, and they've generated about uh, – or they've given up – they've sacked the quarterback 17 times. Uh, no, 26 times, sorry. Uh, so they can get after the quarterback a little bit, but um, I think we can we stand a good shot there. Um, Eric, what do you think about our offense versus Falcons defense? How would you approach it if you put your Scott Turner hat on? Well, I'm going to put my Eric hat on because Scott Turner is going to run a bunch of stupid reverse plays. Um, <laughs> no, I would. I mean, this is a game plan that I'm going to stick to what we've been doing the last few weeks. Uh, try to do it a little bit better than we did it against Houston. Um, our third down efficiency was not good against Houston. It needs to be, you know, seems like the Falcons may have the medicine for that, but they're poor third down defense. But uh, I, I don't. Uh, underestimates Scott's ability to underperform <clears throat> as an offensive coordinator. So uh, it's very important that we just stay ahead of the chains, move the chains, and just don't commit dumb penalties on offense to get us into third and 15, second and 15, whatever. We don't want to get in those third and long situations. We want to we want to play the game that we've been playing, rely on you know Heineke to make throws only when he has to, don't get too pass happy. Uh, and just pound away at them. Uh, this is a defense that should break. There is, like, like Brian said, there is some talent on the defense, but um, you know their their defensive ranking is pretty poor. They're definitely bottom third of the league, um, and not a great rush defense. So you know our offense should, if we can continue to play the way we've been playing the last few weeks, that's been working, shouldn't have a problem moving the ball at least on this offense. Scoring could be another uh, issue, just because we tend to not be able to score touchdowns when we get close lately. Um, but yeah. Uh, I wouldn't change a thing from what we've been doing the last few weeks, except convert more third downs. Nice. And and uh, an important note here, too. The Falcons are 4-1 and one at home. They are terrible on the road. Uh, so guess what? They are playing in Washington this weekend. That bodes well for us. In terms of their offense, we sort of touched on this already. It's all centered around Marcus Mariotti's, Marcus Mariotti's mobility. Um, he is a really good athlete. He's not a great athlete. I think he's a really good athlete from the quarterback position. In other eras, he would have been a great athlete as a quarterback, but you have Lamar Jacksons, Justin Fields, guys like that. He's not of their caliber, but he is a very strong runner. He is not afraid to mix it up, uh, sometimes to his own peril and detriment. Uh, he puts himself out of games sometimes, but this year he's remained relatively healthy. Um, the kid can move. The thing that I think he is limited on is just a dynamic passing game. Um, they struggle. They will go long periods without being very productive passing the football. And then out of nowhere, they'll convert some things. I think Kyle Pitts hurts. He was not what they wanted him to be, at least not yet, but he definitely hurts not being there as a potential weapon. They do have others. Drake London is a big body in the red zone. They do use him in the red zone. Um but outside of that, I think, you know, their, their rushing attack, I think, is a bit of a mess. They have a bunch of just guys, if you ask me, running the football. And uh, nothing I'm overly concerned with. Not that I would be anyway, because we have a good rushing defense. 
so to me, this is the Mariota show. It's going to test the discipline of our linebackers and safeties. Um, you know, don't eat up the fakes. Uh, just stay true because you know there's really only one guy on offense that's going to hurt you, and that is Mariota. Um, and then if we I don't know, man, they rush for 150 yards a game, so I wouldn't call. I mean, if it's just uh, guys. I mean, I know not. a lot of that might be – I mean, it they is. may be guys, but the guys are working what they're doing. It's Mariota. A lot of that rushing is Mariota. So, I look, our run defense has been so fantastic, okay? I would not spend any time being concerned about Mariota, um, you know, or anything like that. So, uh, I'm outside of Mariota, excuse me. But uh, I will say the um, the head coach, uh, Arthur Smith, for uh, the, the Falcons was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. He was part of the group that drafted uh, Mariota. So there is a, a good relationship with those two. And Smith will put uh, Mariota in the best positions uh, to, you know, kind of make plays, you know, where, you know, we see kind of Scott Turner maybe want to stick to his offense more than the uh, the players. So uh, he'll certainly put Mariota in the, you know, get him on the move, move him out of the pocket, um, you know, put him in the best opportunity to make plays, whether it's throwing uh, or running. And that's a, you know, that's something I wish our offense would do, but uh, it's something I've noticed that uh, they can make Mariota look, uh, you know, pretty formidable with uh, some of the things they do on offense. Exactly. And, and put it this way to Eric's point about their rushing attack, their leading rusher has 498 yards rushing on the year. Brian Robinson has 362, and he missed, like, mad games. So, like, the, the they will run the ball. Make no mistake. They commit to the run because that's really the only part of their offense that has any juice to it. But I don't think they're all that effective at doing so. They do get a little bit from Cordell Patterson, right? Cordell Patterson is a very um, dynamic player, but a lot of that's in the return game. He can run the football. He was – really effective at it last year and they do split him out wide at times and i think you're going to see more of that with pitts out but other than Corderell patterson i i'm not that concerned with anybody i'm really not that concerned about patterson too i, I don't think he's a he's kind of what we envision for gibson we say this a lot now that we're playing you know teams that have a guy like this but i think he's really what you would envision for an antonio gibson um and we'll touch more on his particular stats uh in just a minute but uh with uh with McKissick being out, this McKissick was the hero of this game last year with that uh, big touchdown at the end, and with him uh, being out for the rest of the year, this is just like you said, Ellie. This is uh, Gibson's opportunity to be that hero. He can take that role now, get those extra catches, and turn that five yard checkdown into a forty yard touchdown. So I think this is a uh, this is a big opportunity here for Gibson this week. Yeah, and the hopefully rise of Jared Patterson this week. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get to that. Uh, this this shouldn't be a close game, in my opinion, but it will be because both teams run the football. You would sure it takes time off the clock, but I think this. If you look at this, in my opinion, the Commanders are a much better team on paper. Um, looking at what we have here in terms of the stats, um, Mariota he's completing about sixty two percent of his passes. That's decent. It's not great. Eighteen hundred and seventy eight yards, seven and a half yards. Uh, per completion, 170 yards a game, right? Not a high prolific passing offense. He has 13 touchdowns, seven picks. Remember, Carson Wentz had 10 touchdowns back in like week uh, six or something like that, right? Before we got hurt after several bad games. Uh, he's been sacked 26 times and his rating is 90.7, but I will argue with you a lot of that comes from the running offense. Um, we have Taylor Heineke. Who do you guys give the edge to uh, 
uh, at the quarterback position, the Falcons or the Commanders? I'm going uh, Commanders. Um, you know, just from the standpoint, Heineke has the confidence right now of this little win streak, but also he beat the Falcons last year, and he had one of his better games. Heineke threw for 290 yards, three touchdowns uh, in the game last year in a, an exciting kind of back-and-forth type game. Um, on there. The Falcons played really well offensively uh, last year. So um, I, I give it to him. He's uh, he's on a hot streak and uh, he's confident. Um, he'd probably be confident if he was on a losing streak too as well. But uh, he's he's confident and he's, uh, he's going to use that experience he had last year against this same team. So I, I'm giving it to him. I'm going to call it a wash. I'm going to cheat. Um, I think Mariota is way more talented. Uh, Heineke's got the swagger, got the it factor. Um, the team loves playing for Heineke and he's going to, you know, give his guys a chance and that's all they, all they can want. Um, neither of them is consistent moving the ball through the air. Uh, obviously Mariota, I think is a little, little bit better of a runner. You know who Mariota reminds me of, honestly, and you're going to hate me, uh, RG three. Like he's basically had RG three remained healthy. That's pretty much what he would, not quite as fast, but just, not a great passer, likes to run the ball, not a dynamic runner, just kind of a straight ahead, stand up high, run run the ball guy. He's RG3. As much as you guys want to think he was he would be a Hall of Famer, he he wouldn't. He would be he would be Marcus Mariota if he had stayed healthy. I don't know, man. But I'll take your word. I know. Fighting <laughs> words. I know it's fighting words. Cordero Patterson is their most effective runner. He has 454 yards on the season. He's averaging 5.3 yards a carry. Uh, let's see, and five touchdowns. They use him all over the field. Uh, and then they have uh, the other running back. He has 498 yards. How do you say this guy's last name? I get it wrong. Allgaier. 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 He was the one on my dress uh, early in the in Yeah, the Allgaier. Yeah, he did. He's a yep. poor man's Brian Robinson, actually. Uh, well, <laughs> he has 498 yards on the year. Uh, yeah, average four half yards to carry, uh, and one touchdown. So there, it, there is a lot of parallels in their running attack versus what we offer uh, in our rushing attack. I like our guys a little bit better, but um, Mariota to me is the real difference maker there with 372 yards on the year himself and four touchdowns. He will keep the ball, fellas. All right, let's jump into their receivers real quick, and then we will move on. So. Their leading receiver in terms of yardage and targets and receptions is Drake London. He is a rookie. He is a terrible fantasy football addition, but he is actually pretty decent in real life. There was a lot of buzz about the commanders going off after Drake London. Um, 409 yards on the year, four touchdowns, 37 yards a game. He will go through periods where he does not see the football at all, though. Uh, so, I, I think that should change with Pitts. Uh, Pitts is their third leading receiver. He will be out. Um, they do have Zacchaeus, the wide receiver. He has 374 yards and two touchdowns on the year. Any question that the commanders have a better wide receiver core than the Atlanta Falcons? Do any of you disagree with that? No, it's not even close. Uh, Drake London is a big possession body. He doesn't separate. Um, yeah, I no. It's not close. It's not close at all. Yeah, we definitely depth-wise, um, I'm not a big Drake. I was never a big Drake London guy going all the way back to the beginning. Um, and I, I feel like I'm right. He's going to be 
he's going to have a long career in the NFL, but he's never going to be a great receiver, in my opinion. Uh, especially with Marcus Mariota throwing the ball, so yeah. if they can fix that, they you know they may feed him a little more. He's he, you know here well he's a very 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 poor man's Anquan Bolden in my mind. Um, you know Bolden except Bolden knew how to use knew how to work with what he had, whereas London hasn't quite figured that out yet. So you know there's hope. I I, I don't want to crap all over him. He's like a 21 year old rookie, but I'm not super impressed with him at this point. Um, so yes, our our receiving core. If t- uh, we we, I would like to see them spread the ball out a little bit more. Um, I think he's, I think uh, Heineke is way too focused on Terry at times, which you know sounds weird to say because he's our best receiver. But like Jahan Dotson has like barely touched the ball since he's been back in in the lineup because Heineke has no you know kind of rhythm with him, and you know Curtis Samuel's just kind of here and there. Uh, I would like to see more use out of our receiving core than just Taylor Heineke. Yeah, agreed. Agreed with that point. Uh, and hopefully Logan Thomas came out last game healthy. Get him in the mix as well. Eric, why don't you give us three ways to win and three ways to lose? All right, I'm negative, so we always start with three ways to lose. We lose this game if we get into a shootout. Um, the Falcons have had a lot of high-scoring close games. They've had a lot of – they had a 37-34 game. They had a 27-24, 28-27. A lot of close games, a lot of high-scoring games. That is not the kind of game that this team is – our team is built to win. Uh, we are a 20 point offense. Um, we need to keep it in. We need to keep them below 20 points in order to win. So we need them to have one of those duds. They had a couple of 15 point outings. We need them to have one of those. I think we have the defensive personnel to make that happen. Uh, we lose if Mariota gets into a groove. He is a little bit of a streaky quarterback. Uh, and when he's running, he his passing improves a little bit. So we need to make sure that we keep him very uncomfortable the entire game. And we lose if we start throwing all, all over the place. Uh, if Scott Turner starts to Scott Turner again uh, out of the blue, um, we're going to not do well in this game. Heineke is not a 35 pass a game quarterback. We need to keep we need to limit him to about 25 passes per game uh, max. Now, how do we win? Well, I always like to say one of my one of my one of my favorite sayings is with a quarterback, if his weakness is to make him throw, he's not much of a quarterback, but you got to make Mariota throw the ball, make him one dimensional, limit the running game. I think you employ a similar game plan to what you did with Justin Fields and what you did with Jalen Hurts. Uh, the offenses are are somewhat they're very run heavy offenses, and we have dealt well with those offenses for the most part this year. So I think we can make that happen. Uh, we need to power rush. We need to go. We need to hit Atlanta right in the mouth. We need to. Uh, I'm a. This is a very much a three yards and a cloud of dust game for me. Just punish them, and that leads to my third point: physicality. Win both lines of scrimmage, and you dominate the game. Uh, and I think that can happen this weekend. We definitely have the personnel to make that happen. We have a very good backfield that can keep our team on the field, and that's what we got to do to win. I like it. I like it. Uh, Before we get into predictions, just a quick little look at the playoff picture. Right now, the seventh seed would be your Seattle Seahawks. They are six and four, and their division leader, the 49ers, are six and four as well. So both of those teams are going to be battling for that uh, division lead and the seventh seed for the rest of the season. I believe if we win, the Seahawks are on bye this week, so we would go up a half game into that seventh seed position. If we lose, it would be very bad for us in this playoff seeding, especially because the Falcons are the team that is right behind us. We would essentially enter into a tie, and I believe that would give the Falcons the um, tiebreaker over us. Um, we don't want to lose because there are teams just swarming around that last spot, and we got to keep winning to get there. The Seahawks have been very strong this year. Let's see what happens. 
Let's get to game outcome. Brian, we will start with you. How do you see this shaping up, and who do you think wins? Uh, I think this is shaping up to be a statement game for uh, the Commanders. I know that uh, we thought the Eagles game was a statement game, and it was. Uh, that was the everybody's favorite, the undefeated team. But we've struggled. Uh, you know, most teams, they struggle with adversity, right? When things go wrong, how do they respond? That's not necessarily been uh, our struggle. When we when things happen that uh, go bad for us, we do. We, we meet that challenge. But when things go well for us, we don't really respond to that. When we go up, we're, we, we have a winning record. We usually lose. We usually fall back down. We get sidetracked. This is the time that we put that kind of demon to, uh, to bed. And we go up. We come two games above 500. We're going to beat the Falcons. And uh, I think it'll be a decisive victory. And I think we're looking at 28-17. Good guys. 28-17. All right. Uh, Eric, talk to us, man. Uh, 28 is a lot of points for this offense. Not going to lie. Um, no, I think we – I honestly feel like this um, – update your computer, Ellie. Um, it's mine. <laughs> oh, Brian, sorry. Uh, no, I feel like this game might look a lot like the the, the Texans game last week. Um, it has a potentially potential to be kind of a snooze fest if if we play our game. We're gonna win. We have to win. We have to win boring, um, and I think we will. Um, Atlanta does scare me a little bit because they do have a pretty like they could they have the ability to put some points on the board, which scares me a little bit. If they get up big, we're gonna have problems. Um, so we have to make sure we set the tone early. But I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go 23-17, Commanders. Oh, man. Both of you guys are taking the Manders. Uh, I am going to say that the Washington Commanders, man, this, this Atlanta team to me feels like a very dangerous game. We know we said the Texans were a trap game, but they just didn't have any talent. Let's be real. Boy, they were terrible. They yeah. were awful, and we they still, were. you know, our offense only scored what sixteen uh, points, one touchdown. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so our offense scored seven points, right, or six, whatever. And then uh, we had so our special team scored the rest, right? I believe so. Um, the fact, of the point is, we should we won, and I'm glad we won, and we won by a sizable margin. But it wasn't necessarily like a exciting showing offensively where we were dominating teams, even on the ground, like the way that I think we could. Um, so that gives me a little bit of pause for this Falcons matchup. I think that I'm going to take the Falcons over us. I know it's crazy, but I will. Uh, it's not crazy I, at all. I would take the Falcons 27, Commanders 19. Um, mm. and, and what do we say, guys? Like we're always in that 20, unless we get a defensive touchdown – you know what this offense is going to do point-wise. Uh, so that, that's how I see it. I don't want it to be that way. I don't love it, but that's how I see it. Um, I just – Corderell Patterson is the guy I think that would keep me up a little bit um, just because he's sort of a game-breaker, uh, or at least he can be. Now, the Falcons, from a point perspective, scored 26, 27, 27, 23, 15, 28, 17, 37, 
17, 15, and 27 points, respectively. So to Eric's point, they can score points. And when they win, they usually do go into the mid to upper 20s, where we haven't necessarily done that. Um, but if we ball control like we have been and we keep their offense on the sideline, we'll be all right. We just got to convert third downs and things like that, and I think we'll be okay. Um, all right, Eric, any final thoughts? Uh, I don't like Manders as a nickname, and I don't like commies. I'm going to just go Durs. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we're not. Durs, left hand up. Who are we, the Durs? No, we are not. Uh, <laughs> just say Mandos. What's wrong with that? Mandos, right? Man, don't like it. Commanders. Let's go Commanders. I think that's cool. Yeah, I'd probably just say Commanders. <laughs> but if uh, I have to shorten it, it's going to be Durs. But you don't have to shorten it. It's a choice. <laughs> Uh, Go Brian, Durs. <laughs> Brian, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, again, this is uh, if you want to be uh, considered and thought about as being a better football team, a different football team from years past, well, then you've got to win this game. This is a game that you should win. This is a beatable football team. This is where you start to separate yourselves from the pack. Uh, we've got to do this. There's no other way. If you want people to take you serious, you beat down the Falcons and you move on to the next week. Um, if you if you don't, well, then there's no reason to take you seriously. So commanders need to win. And Ellie, it sounds like you don't want any new Jordans from Heineke uh, with you picking that score. You don't, you don't you don't want those new Jordans, huh? Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me. Look, we're, we're, yeah, nope, just going to move on. All right, so uh, look, this should be a – I don't think this is going to be an exciting game necessarily because neither of these offenses are really super exciting, but it should be a football, you know, a true blue football fans type of game. If you like the old school football, this is probably your game. A lot of rushing attempts in this game. You know, that's the kind of game I like. Uh, just get dynamic in the run game, Scott Turner. Let me see some dynamic plays. I love the usage of Gibson. I have a feeling, though, that this is more of a Brian Robinson type game with a little bit of Gibson mixed in on the edges, but we'll see. I could be wrong. Um, so I'm excited to watch this one. It's going to be a short game, too. It's going to be one of those games where the clock keeps moving, and uh, it'll be over by 4 o'clock. But uh, I think it's going to be fun. So I think Gibson has, like, uh, a bunch of catches because uh, we, we've, we've got no more J.D. McKissick. He's going to pick that up. He'll have a couple of touchdowns through the air. Ooh, a couple of touchdowns through the air. <clears throat> over the course of the next month, you mean. <laughs> No Jordans for you either, Eric. Right. No Jordans for me. That's all right. I'm an Adidas guy. <laughs> Ooh, burn. So there goes our uh, Jordan sponsorship. I'll call Mike and let him know that we're no longer. I'm not saying I wouldn't take a free pair of Jordans, but <laughs> I don't think Michael's going to be knocking on our door anytime soon. Anyway, You never know. Um, all right, fellas. Well, let's go, Commanders. Um, everybody listening, wish you all the best. Have a great turkey day, right? Enjoy your yeah. turkey. If you eat that, I don't like turkey much. Of course, I know I'm a loser. Um, but everybody, especially you two fellas, Eric and Brian, enjoy the time with the fam. Live it up. Uh, let's enjoy some football. And uh, we'll be back after the game. Right, fellas? You guys can have my sweet potatoes. They're nasty. Oh, I hate sweet potatoes, too. Yeah. All right, everybody overseas, uh, enjoy the World Cup. I'm watching it, too. And uh, we'll check you guys out on the flip side. Do people still say that? I don't think so. We're out of here.